on June 27, 2006, National Polygamy Advocate Mark Henkel was interviewed by Kerry O'Connor for On the Record with Greta Sustrin on the television network Fox News. Fox News. May I speak with Kerry O'Connor, please? This is Kerry. Hello, Kerry. This is Mark Henkel with TruthBearer.org. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well. Yourself? Good. What's going on? Well, I was just uh, touching base. We had a good conversation there uh, a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, and I was under the impression we were going to be back in touch, and I was just seeing how we were looking. Uh, has there been a member I said if there was anything coming up, let me know. Is there anything? I well, no. Actually, I, we, was, we were discussing the, uh, uh, well, of course, the no. The anniversary. Right. And that passed yesterday. Yeah. Um, actually, past Monday. Um, and of course, we were talking about the uh, the legal case. You were going to be reading up on the uh, the discussion of the Reynolds case. Yeah. That argument. Did you get a chance to? I did that day, um, just a little bit. Okay. But then I was thrown onto an murder investigation. Right. <laughs> I understand. Um. So let me see. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else coming up? We don't have any big news coming right now. No. Mm. I realize that. Oh, did you ever look into that um, community? Yes, I did. That that has nothing to do uh, with us at all. Oh, okay. None what's affected. I couldn't. Uh, uh, it, to me, that you thought that sounds more like a complete and utter rumor. I couldn't find anything that connected that to polygamy in any way, shape, or form. Really? Uh, yeah. Because no, it was from one of the lawyers that contacted me had said that he thinks that that there was the lawyers for what the government. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then you have a uh, a rumor monger <laughs> yeah. for sure i was I, I just like dead end every single where we turned what do you think of that community um off the record well you know, it, it, it's different yeah um did it look a little cultal to you <laughs> uh i i don't really know it, it it struck me more as just pure organizational um yeah but you know, um, I didn't go into a full analysis of it, you know, that way. Uh, I just couldn't find anything connected to polygamy whatsoever. Okay. Um, the, uh, I mean, it sounded like it was just a, a big name. Uh, you know, I mean, I see the article in Washington Times and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't find anything specifically about the uh, a millionaire house type situation that you were describing. Mm -hmm. um, but I... There was it, it struck me more as a uh, a charity type organization that just simply uh, took care of uh, you know the juvenile situation. Yeah, it was a little uh, crazy. Right. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but but the, the report I found was actually they were suing the government. Yeah. Now because they had taken the kids away. Right. Yeah. Right, because there was some uh, debate over that, but it's uh, really strange. I was like, hmm, this is a little weird. <laughs> well, you know, if you got it from an attorney from the uh, the government. Uh, that is... Uh, well, I contacted the attorney for the government, actually, because I was contacted by their attorney. Okay. Oh, oh right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so the government attorney is the one who passed this rumor to you. Yeah. Well, he was saying, well, you know, there's some indication that there might be some uh, polygamists, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, you know, we have to go into a little more than that. And he was like, yeah, I really can't. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a reason. because I don't think true. there's, yeah, there's nothing to do with that at all. Um, now, granted, uh, certainly individuals are capable of uh, believing that uh, polygamy is a, uh, 
a rational option all on their own without requiring any kind of organizational stamp yeah. of approval on their head from us, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, a person can just come to that on their own. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a rational thought process anybody can come to on their own. Uh, but I think the uh, uh, trying to utilize the, uh, the current media hype about uh, Warren Jeffs on the top ten, mm-hmm. uh, FBI's top ten list, and, uh, you know, and, and the whole polygamy boogeyman concept around that, uh, that, that just, just struck me as uh, nothing short of uh, rumor mongering just to throw it out there and then, you know, throw out a balloon for the sake of uh, generating animosity against the the organization. I mean, you know, they're just looking for reasons to throw stuff into the press. Well, exactly. Yes, exactly. You know, and to get a, uh, you know, any kind of a boogeyman that that will get some kind of a sensationalist, you know, shock and horror. You know, oh, polygamy. Ah, you know, and that that's our biggest problem is is that we're not a boogeyman and we shouldn't be used as such a boogeyman. Um, it's just you know, it does seem that the media only time they want to talk about uh, polygamy in a general sense until the HBO situation, was uh, whenever some criminal happened to also be involved with that. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it uh, be the uh, uh, the welfare fraud and underage crimes uh, alleged with the uh, FLDS, or it be uh, that monster out in California there uh, who was, uh, you know, his, his children and grandchildren, um, Mark Wesson, I guess his name was. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if you're familiar with that story or not. Yeah, yeah. That uh, mass murder situation. Uh, now that was definitely cultic. Mm-hmm. You know, and just it just happens to involve multiple relationships, and then they suddenly decide to call. Well, we'll call that polygamy, and we'll just say that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a boogeyman that doesn't uh, doesn't deserve to be out there, and that's actually what we're trying to do, and trying to let people know that it's not. And if you actually study the Reynolds case, it's such a um, a faulty premise, mm-hmm. uh, especially when matched to, even more so matched now with uh, the Roberts 8-0 decision of uh, Ospirita Centro on February 21st this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that case or not. No, yeah, I did see something on that when I was working on the um, Warren Jeff stuff. Um, Warren Jeff stuff? No, when I was just doing research in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, certainly... Um, the Espirito Centric case would not apply for them. No, 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 when I was just doing the research. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that came across quite a bit of research that had nothing to do with him, but just, you know, Right. that I was looking at. Right, because the premise of Espirito Centra is that uh, if we can, pr- when models of polygamy that can be presented that are benevolent, then the government would have no ability to uh, say they can't have an exception. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the premise behind that, is that the benevolent model, for example, of Christian polygamy, where nobody's rights were infringed and it's all about adults and consenting and all that, uh, the they would the government would have to allow uh, exceptions uh, for that, which because it has the burden of proof that it would otherwise undermine uh, the principle of anti-polygamy laws, so it, it wouldn't be able to succeed on that, and so clearly benevolent models of polygamy would have to be uh, allowed. Basically, they'd have to allow these exceptions. So certainly the Warren Jeffs issue is the exact opposite. That's the reason why they would try to use it to justify banning polygamy. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, that's like banning monogamy because of a few vicious wife beaters. <laughs> Seriously, that's how mentally, you know, it, it is so mentally deficient to associate these other crimes with polygamy if you actually step back and realize how ridiculous it would be if you were banning monogamy because of them. 
No, and that that's that's what we're up against. So I have no new news for you. I was just following up is thinking any, is there any type of events that you guys in your community have or hold or anything coming up like that? Well, we do, but they are uh, uh things that we're not ready for media publicity on. Okay. Um at this time. The uh you know, it, it it's you know, for example, we just recently had a uh, an opportunity to more or less uh, have me travel around the country uh, going to some of our different families. But the requirements of our families was is privacy was, uh, you know, with the three anons of name change, facial mosaic, and uh, vocal change. And for that reason, it uh, it fell through. Um, but, I mean, the, the issue of, of privacy, because of the issue of children, having children uh, exposes families to ridiculous boogeyman thought processes that next thing you know somebody says well this family is involved in, in, in polygamy and all of a sudden that supposedly justifies the request at least to have an investigation to harass the family with a, CA, a DHS investigation or uh, I think I may have described for you at some time in the past uh, exposure to uh, civil abuse of the laws too yeah, you know the, I remember you told me the woman uh, the husband was suing right for custody. exactly and he it, used to beat her or whatever. It, it, that's a, you've got it you've got the story right yeah exactly you know and never would have had grounds short of this just because people what happened with that uh, they are uh, basically a, uh, a guardian ad litem uh, was brought into uh, the situation and uh, is starting to uh, see the picture uh, that's probably within the uh, within the next three months should uh, should have some knowledge of that. The whole guardian ad litem process is so drawn out. Does she still have the children, though? What's that? Does she still have custody of the children? Uh, well, it's a joint. Okay. It's a joint shared situation. Um, but, I mean, it, it's a... Uh, well, actually, let me put it this way. They got... Uh, the story actually ended up that it dragged on so long that they couldn't afford the legal fees to keep fighting the situation. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> you know? And so it ended up being a, uh, a temporary settled situation just because they couldn't, you know, the, their attorney was walking out of the case, uh, which was unfortunate. I mean, because they, there wasn't going to be any more funds. And uh, so they were, instead of, uh, you know, they were forced into a joint custody situation. Wait, you're saying that the, the man's attorney no. couldn't afford? No, no. The families, so the family was forced to settle uh, in a in a co in a uh, a co custody situation. Oh, I thought you meant that. That's why I said ha ha. I thought that you meant that his. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I understand. You were laughing with the right motive, but it didn't apply. Yeah. I got you. I thought you meant that his. Um, no. Oh, good for him. You know? No, no, and this is what the tragedy was. Uh, but okay. uh, yes, but through uh, the uh, process of time. Uh, numerous other events of uh, evidence and legal processes have occurred, and the whole basically they're fighting now for uh, a total restoration uh, and bringing it back. You know, they got a uh, got a new attorney process and a uh, new situations going on, and ultimately uh, had uh, what really made it possible was uh, a couple of the children had uh, reached uh, a certain age to be able to declare uh, who they wanted to live with. 
Oh, that's good. Uh, and had affidavits of that, and that opened up the opportunity to then really pursue this. And, and they were just, you know, this, everything was horrible for them uh, when they moved that. So that's reopened the case, and that's where the whole guardian ad litem has got involved and all that, who actually represents the children uh, and their interests. You know, so that that's where the story is at this point. Um, uh, you know, not ready for uh, media attention on that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, that would be that would be very interesting once you are ready to have some media attention. Oh, oh, we agree. I mean, we we absolutely we we thought of that. I mean, that's uh, something it, that we would be interested. Totally, in, totally. Um, the uh, the problem, of course, is children. bringing yes, bringing the media in now would automatically you know the children would be having to testify. Why is the media here? Oh, no, we would never put the children on. Well, no, I understand that. But my point being is, is even just seeing them or following them around uh, or, or anything related to it. Because we, we've realized what an amazing story. If we could get this, you know, like a documentary of their this whole trauma would be an amazing story for sure. You know what uh, would be good? Not to, I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but something like that, a light, lifetime would do something like that, do like an entire documentary. Right. Well, well, well actually, we, uh, we National Geographic was... Uh, Another one that we were talking oh, about yeah. that does that kind of thing, um, but again, the family's not ready for that, and legally it, it poses other challenges. That uh, while it would be great to have that going on while the story's being told, it would be great once you have the victory. But the problem is, the process of doing that could end up spoiling the possibility for victory. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, at the end of the day, they're not in this for the media; they're in this for the family. Absolutely. You know. <laughs> well, so. you know, once you know something like that, once it um, goes to trial, there's ways of doing it where the where the children never have to be exposed, where the children never have to be known who the children are at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but know? but the it, parents are known. I mean, yeah, the parent. I mean, but I'm saying like mm-hmm. the you know there's ways of doing stuff that even the woman's face wouldn't even be shown. Right. Well, yeah, facial mosaic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've we, we've done that when we were on uh, NBC today. Uh, that was. You know that was the requirement mm-hmm. um, that uh, the family that was with uh, that we used for that show mm-hmm. was uh, was facial mo- basically the three and ons name change mm-hmm. um, facial mosaic and voice change yeah um, no so I'm, we're we're keenly aware of the technical opportunities for uh, for the anonymity things uh, it's just many we, we find many of the, uh, the media are certainly not interested in uh, doing that just want to put the whole circus act out and say hey there it is ooh ah. No, no, definitely we don't. Children involved—that's not. Don't do stuff like that. (laughs) Absolutely, you know, and and that's the problem. You know, is that all is in one of one of our families in the uh, the, when we were in the Washington Times uh, interview one of our families and uh, actually a couple of our families and one of them referred to us as the ultra family and that's really that's that's such a great way to describe that and this is you know marriage marriage. You know, with a with a plus, you know, it's a uh, it's it's family and dedication to the family itself and the dynamics and raising and really caring about the children and helping to uh, uh, really help children become the best that they can be, and so that's why that is the fundamental motivating factor of all decisions. And you know, certain media situations have to be turned down because it poses too much risk to the children. You know the, uh, but certainly this case would be uh, would be an amazing thing to uh, get yeah, on. Keep me, keep me up to date on that one. Uh huh. Oh, certainly. Develop. Certainly. And, like I said, if anything comes up, I really I need I need a peg to go with and right. to put something on. So. Right. I understand that. Well, that's why I thought uh, the uh, discussion about the miss 
use of uh, the Reynolds case as a standard, if people actually read it, would realize how weak a uh, weak a case it really is. We don't do anniversaries. That's the thing. We don't do no, no, we don't do stuff like that. Well, actually, the anniversary isn't Reynolds. The anniversary was Lawrence v. Texas. Yes, yeah. That was that was a different argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you need a pitch. I, yeah, I need like. I know that. You know, I, I want to <laughs> do it. You know, you know, I want to do it. I know, I know. Uh, I just need like, I we, need something, you know. Right, and and being, it's got to come for your particular show and audience. It needs to have more of a, a legal direction. Not, no, not not necessarily. Really? Not necessarily. It just has to have, uh, like a um, I hate to say it, some kind of a fight, or some kind of a. Uh, well, you gotta have controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, well, you know, I can certainly be controversial. <laughs> you put me up against somebody else. Yeah, we also do feel-good stories too. Right, so, right. You know, after the court battle and stuff like that, if there was, you know, family prevails type of thing, we would do that as well. Right. You know, we're open to ideas, but we just, you know, you got to have a way. And I understand that. And I can certainly be controversial. I, uh, it's my understanding that uh, the House is now uh, set to be uh, voting on the uh, marriage amendment in July. Of course, I'm not exactly sure. Oh, okay. I just remember hearing that that was what was supposed to be happening, but I could be wrong. But it was my understanding that the Senate was in June and then the House was going to do it in July. Uh, not that it's going to go anywhere, of course, because of the Senate's failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly not going to get two-thirds by any shape. Uh, but when that happens, again, that's something relevant, and that could be a, uh, a day for uh, a story of controversy of uh, various... Well, I'm going to look into that and see when in July it is. Mm-hmm. Th- so we'll do something then. That's a possibility as well. You know, and certainly I can be... Uh, you know, one of the... Talk about the great controversies. I, I have often said that it, the day will become... the day. I'm looking forward to the day that somebody realizes what an amazing story it would be to have a big national televised event uh, of uh, the debate between myself versus, say, uh, the Pat Robertsons and Jerry Falwells and all that about what the Bible actually says about polygamy. And that, not, not that a lot of secular people would really care about it, but certainly the controversy, that debate would be an amazing uh, event because uh, at the end of the day, I always win the argument because it's, it's what's in there. Mm-hmm. You know, so... That I'm ready for controversy, and if I if I can find other ways to bring it to you, I will. Okay. Well, actually, I uh, know Jerry Falwell, so I know you re- you do. I know his PR people. Ah. So that might be something we could even try to work out. So uh, he knows of me. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, see, back in uh, 2003, because uh, he, I think he still has, but he did at that point. He had uh, a, a weekly column, and he would uh, his column would appear in WorldNetDaily.com. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, WorldNet Daily interviewed me uh, soon after uh, Lawrence v. Texas, three years ago. And uh, uh, Ron Strom, it was the uh, July 4th, 2003 uh, issue on WorldNetDaily.com. And in it, they they interviewed me, but they also interviewed uh, Jerry Falwell. And, uh, you know, because I... I was explaining about the things about the Bible and so forth, and as part of the questions they were asking me, and say how, you know, today Christian polygamy is not a contradiction in terms, and they then used Jerry Falwell as their resident, you know, Christian answerer type thing, and all this, but it is a contradiction in terms, you know, and, and uh, he didn't, that's pretty much all he had to say, and the answers he came out with was uh, uh, kind of absurd, suggesting that uh, David, uh, all the polygamists in the Bible defied God. 
uh, well, you know, that doesn't make sense when you figure that uh, Moses, when he hit a rock, was denied access to the promised land, but somehow God just overlooked and thought, thought Moses was defiant for, uh, for having two wives, but never called him for that, but yet didn't let him in the promised land for hitting a rock. Or David, uh, 70,000 people were killed because uh, God had seven, basically pestilence came in because David counted the people when he wasn't supposed to. You know, so the idea that uh, uh, you know, these, these great heroes were uh, defiant of God and that God just overlooked their polygamy for some reason is just ridiculous. So that would be an interesting uh, discussion. And if you know uh, the PR people there, that would uh, yeah. that could be something for sure. Let me work on it. Sure. All right, great. We will be in touch, and you do have uh, my number. Yep, I have your number. Okay, so oh, oh, one last thing. Uh, I believe I got your address added into that uh, pro polygamy list. Have you received anything from that? The day that you added me on, I got about 40 emails. 40? 40? Yeah, it was a couple repeats on them, and then it stopped. Then something must have been bouncing for you to get 40. I don't know. I got a whole bunch of them. Okay. And then they uh, just stopped after that, just that day. Well, the, the way the, the system, basically, I had made a recommendation for uh, a few applicable ones that might be of interest to you. Okay. And so, basically, you would get, you know, uh, that handful of copies of those that might be applicable to you. But then, typically, one goes out once a month. Uh, when oh, one goes okay. out. Oh, it only comes out once a month? Well, well it's, it's basically when some timely event. Uh, if I recall the last two times, uh, one just went out Monday night. Uh, I did not get that. You did not get that. Okay, well, maybe you've got some kind of a spam filter that uh, doesn't let you get uh, email that way. No, I got it from... I, no, I no, I get newsletters and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, I have to run into my 2.30 meeting, but... Um, uh, we'll talk again. Okay. Thank you now. Right, thank you. Yep, yeah, bye-bye. Mark Henkel is National Polygamy Advocate, presenting polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com